You are listening to Keystone Stock Talk Podcast, episode 87. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.keystocks.com. Come back often, and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Keystocks and on Facebook or via our 24-hour streaming radio station, pennystocks.fm. And keep submitting your stocks via the usual social channels or at our website, keystocks.com, for our Your Stock Artake segment. And we just might review your stock in an upcoming show and let you know if it is a buy, sell, or hold. In our Your Stock, Our Take segment, we first answer a listener question on Charlotte's Web Holdings, Inc., symbol CWEB on the TSX, a seed-to-sale vertically integrated cannabis company involved in all stages from production to distribution of innovative hemp-derived cannabidal or CBD wellness products. With With the shares cut in half over the past five months, is this cannabis company on sale? Give us your take, a listener asks us. Our second Your Stock, Our Take question is on SSNC Technology Holdings, Inc., symbol SSNC on the NASDAQ, which provides software products and software-enabled services to customers, primarily in financial services and healthcare segments. A listener asks us if the strong growth in recent years makes the stock a bargain today. Our star of the week is Globalscape Inc., symbol GSB on the New York Stock Exchange. The company provides secure information exchange capabilities for enterprises and consumers through the development and distribution of software delivery of managed and hosted solutions and provision of associated services. The stock was up around 15% last week and is up 192% year-to-date. We'll let you know what is driving the jump. Well, good morning or good afternoon, wherever we are, wherever you are all out there. How's everybody doing? How are you doing, Aaron and and, uh, Brennan? Doing well, doing well. Just getting ready for our LD Micro Conference that's coming up next week. Yeah, it'll be interesting. We're heading down there uh, early next week. I'm actually heading down there ahead of it. Uh, and we're going to be interviewing, there's about, you know, there were around 300 companies typically at this conference. And we do, uh, we do research on all of them heading in and uh, pick out, you know, 20 to 25 that are closer or within the realm of our criteria. And we do a little speed dating of the management teams down there, sit down with them for about half an hour each, uh, fire off some questions, get to know the management teams. There'll be a couple companies down there that are already in our coverage. One of them that we will meet with, uh, Expel Inc. We just issued a update on just uh, yesterday on Monday of this week. It's a stock that has done tremendously well for us over the past two years. The stock has gone from $1.42 to the $16 range, up over 1,000% in just over two years. So we'll sit down with the management team there. We've sat down with them at least three to four times in the past and uh, get their take going forward on uh, what 2020 looks like for Expel. So Ryan, do you think we're going to find the next next expel down there? That's hey, we're always looking. That's why we're there. Um, you know, we 
you can't promise that you're going to find that. But we have, I mean, this conference is, uh, we looked ahead and we looked at a company called Zynex Inc. Uh, going to this event a couple years back, uh, three years back now. And um, uh, sat down with management there, saw them speak at the event. And within, you know, a week, we'd put out a buyer report on the company. And, and that is a company that, you know, it, it was great to look at the numbers, but it was also good to sit down with the CEO and get it straight from the horse's mouth, as they say. And, uh, you know, it, was, it turned out to be a stock that went up 200% in two years, and we sold out our position with a tremendous gain there. Uh, we'll likely talk to management again down there uh, to see how the company's progressing. And, you know, we're always endeavoring to find the next Zynex or the next Expel. And, uh, you know, these events that we get to interview some management teams uh, are, are one of the processes or one of the parts of the process that we look at to find businesses like that, which can grow long-term for our clients. And that's really the exciting thing about what, about what we do. There's nothing exciting about going through a thousand financial statements, but when you're going <laughs> to a conference like this, 300 companies, the vast majority of which don't come close to meeting our criteria, um, based on revenue, profitability, or growth. But as you said, Ryan, there's a good 20 to 30 companies down there that do meet our, our initial criteria, and you just never know what you're going to learn. You just never know if you're going to find the next Zynax, the next Expel, or even the next Boyd. Uh, so that's, that's, uh, that's what drives us going forward. That's what keeps us hungry in this job is without, finding without the next doubt, big yeah. stock. Yeah, and you and you, you and it's nice to sit down with management teams there, and you may find you may hear something that you don't exactly see in the financial statements. You know, you can uh, look at all the numbers, but it's good to sit down with the. I mean, the management is the intellectual capital behind the business, and uh, you know they may have something to say, or they have more, may, some more color than you can uh, get out of a you know just a financial statement. So it's good to talk to them in person and you know you're always and it like like it said it is exciting if you sit down and say like i do remember when we sat down and i i did watch the presentation from zynex and i said wow if this continues the valuations right now look tremendously low and if the growth continues where it is this stock has a chance to you know double in the next year and over a two-year period we got it going up you know, 200 plus percent. So, I mean, that, that is an exciting moment when you do find that company, you have to go through, like Aaron said, 300 to 500 to sometimes a thousand companies to find that one business that really has a good combination of growth, growth going forward and is trading at a relatively reasonable price and is relatively unknown by the market. Like Zynex was a company at that point that traded on the OTC market in, in the U.S. and then has now graduated subsequently to the NASDAQ. But, you know, that is where we can do some discovery research and add some value to our clients and hopefully find the next Zynex, the next Boyd, the next Expel. Um, it's good that we have a number of these names that we can reference that uh, we've had success on in the past and we'll still use the same methodology that we uh, use to find those companies to find the next one going forward. So I think uh, we can move into the show. Uh, Brennan, is there anything you wanted to add or Aaron on that? No, I wish you guys were bringing me to uh, California. That's about it. But uh, I hope you guys well, do next year, Brennan. Next yes, year. Next year. Well, I mean, there is there is another conference. We were just looking at the Roth conference, which is in March. And there's about 550 companies that went to that event last year. It's been going on for 30 years. So 
I think that myself and Aaron would definitely need some assistance down there, so we we may just bring you along. Of course, that's if you're good. Yeah, you're assuming mad. you don't make any big mistakes in the meantime. <laughs> yeah, cut my career it's short. Like, well, we just uh, we just had. Uh, it's like we have this elf on the shelf for my daughter in the house right now, and we, you know, for the next you know twenty five days. She is in, he is in the house, he or she, whatever. It's an elf, this elf is genderless, I believe. But uh, he or she is in the house watching over Eden and watching for Santa to make sure that uh, she's a good girl over the next 25 days. Just like we'll be watching over you to see if you're a good boy and can come to our, can come to our Roth conference. That's what I'm thinking of. Just, just, yeah. just call us Ryan and Aaron on the shelf. Friend. Uh, we're like <laughs> elves or Santa. Aaron Santa. I don't know. Anyways, regardless, uh, let's move to our Your Stock, Our Take. It's time we answer a question on Your Stock in a little segment we like to call Your Stock, Our Take. Buy, sell, or hold. We're going to look at Charlotte's Web Holding Inc. Symbol is CWEB on the TSX. Currently trading at $12.28. Its market cap is around $1.2 billion. What does the company do? Charlotte's Web is a seed-to-sale vertically integrated cannabis company involved in all stages from production to distribution of innovative hemp-derived cannabinol or CBD wellness products. It was founded by the Stanley Brothers. Now, let's just look at the revenues here, uh, the latest quarter. Good growth. Q3 revenues were up 41.8% to $25.1 million from 17.7 in the same period of 2018. Adjusted EBITDA for the third quarter was actually down significantly to around 700,000 or just 2.8% of consolidated revenues compared to 5.3 million or roughly 30% of consolidated revenues for the third quarter of 2018. Management stated that the lower adjusted EBITDA ratio in the quarter was uh, reflect investment in infrastructure for the company, personnel as the company builds its internal capabilities to support expected future revenue growth from the FDM channel. While the company has a solid net cash position, Charlotte's Web uh, burned through 28.4 or 24.8 billion in cash from operations in the for, for the first nine months of this year, lowering its net cash position significantly and suggesting the company will continue to need further cash despite that good cash position. And in fact, this week, the company just announced that it closed another round of financing. Finally, Charlotte's Web recently downgraded its full year 2019 revenue to the range of 95 to 100 million. It expects growth uh, rates in 2020 in terms of revenue uh, will moderate to the 40 to 50% range until clear regulations are set going forward. Our take on Charlotte's Web, the company continues to produce strong revenue growth and appears to have a growth path ahead of it. However, the company's weak adjusted EBITDA and lack of profitability in Q3, coupled with a downgrade of its guidance, in the near term, provides significant uncertainty over that near term. Now, from a valuation perspective, this is where we really dig in. Despite the company's 57% share price drop from late July, Charlotte's Web still trades at a trailing 40 times enterprise value at EBITDA, which is a high multiple, even considering the growth. We continue to see the cannabis sector generally as pricey, and while Charlotte's Web uh, 
is one of the more promising names overall. Valuations remain on the higher end compared to the general market, and we see better value in a couple other select names in this segment, segment, which we are recently, which we have recently issued coverage on one of them and are looking closely at another. So we'll continue to mar- monitor Charlotte's Web going forward, but we are not buyers at this stage. No, it, it falls, as you said, Ryan, it falls far outside of, uh, of what Keystone would consider our coverage universe. And yeah. it is concerning to see such a big drop in, in EBITDA on a year-over-year basis. Charlotte's Web was actually one of the first cannabis companies to report positive EBITDA, but seeing that level of a decline would definitely give me pause, and I, I would advise against rushing into a position um, when that happens. Now, of course... If what management is saying is accurate and they are really just investing in future growth and, and upgrading their infrastructure and their, their organization, then that may be a worthwhile investment long term. But the fact of the matter is right now, we just don't know. The company hasn't had enough of a track record to really assess management. Uh, so really a wait and see approach would be the most rational thing to do at this point. I would I would agree. Yeah, for sure. Now, for our second Your Stock Our Take, it's time we answer a question on Your Stock in a little segment we like to call Your Stock Our Take. Buy, sell, or hold. We're going to look at SSNC Technology Holdings, Inc., symbol SSNC on the NASDAQ, Aaron. Yes, so uh, SSNC Technologies uh, trading at about $59 today. It's a $15 billion market cap company trading on the NASDAQ. What does SSNC do? Well, they provide software products and software-enabled services to customers primarily in the financial services and healthcare sectors. On the financial services side, the company's clients include asset managers, banks, and financial advisors, and they provide services uh, including fund administration, portfolio accounting, and portfolio management, as well as some other software services. On the healthcare side, SSNC provides pharmacy health management solutions and medical claim administration services. Looking at the financials, the company appears to have had a very strong quarter. Q3 2019 financials were released on November 7th. Quarterly revenue was up 15% to $1.1 billion compared to the previous year. Adjusted operating income increased 12% to $425 million. And adjusted earnings per share were up 18% to $0.93. The company also ended the quarter with debt of just under $8 billion. Uh, And they provided guidance as well. So for the full year of 2019, the company is expecting adjusted earnings per share between $3.68 and $3.75. So that would would translate into 26% growth year over year. And this is after 51% growth in 2019 for adjusted EPS. So excellent earnings growth is what we see there. In addition, in September, the company also announced two acquisitions, um, one of InvestTrack and another of a company called um, Algorithmics. Um, Both of these announced in September, but for undisclosed amounts, so we don't know what they're paying. Our take on the company is, is... we, we like the software space, um, particularly companies that, that have entrenched software products where they're generating recurring revenues. And SS&C Technologies, they have been reporting fantastic growth in recent years, which, of course, we'd love to see. On an adjusted non-GAAP basis, the earnings have been increasing well into the double digits. 
If we look at valuation, the company is trading at about 16 times its estimated adjusted earnings per share for 2019. So that's actually quite attractive given the growth rate. Now, if we were to go to the next step of the research process, what we would do is we would do a detailed analysis of exactly how the company is adjusting the earnings and whether or not these adjustments reflect the real economic value or the cash-based earnings that the company is producing on a, on a quarterly basis. However, one thing that I noticed that I do not like about the company's financial picture is the balance sheet with nearly $8 billion in debt. One way we analyze the balance sheet is by looking at key leverage ratios like debt to EBITDA, which is a measure of the debt level relative to the operating profitability. SS&C's debt to EBITDA ratio is over four times, which we would consider to be high. There's no specific number that we're looking for here. An appropriate debt level really depends on a variety of different financial characteristics. However, within the, the software technology space, we would be looking for the ratio to generally be below two times. And this means that SS&C's debt balance is more than twice uh, our max target level, given their current level of, of operating profitability. In many cases, the software technology companies that we've recommended in the, in the past actually have no debt and large cash balances. Overall, I think that SS&C is an interesting stock and it probably does deserve a deep analysis. I don't know if I can get past the debt level. Um, however, the growth and the valuation do look compelling. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting company. And when you, I mean, I, I haven't looked at them closely, but when I do see a debt situation like that, uh, and growth. Uh, I wonder if there is much organic growth here. Maybe there is. You know, I haven't looked into it, but I wonder if a lot of the or growth is coming from acquisitions and they're kind of using their balance sheet uh, to leverage up the business, show growth there. And uh, perhaps there isn't a ton of organic growth in the business. Um, again, that's just a guess just from looking generally at the way the, the company is structured. I'm not sure what your thoughts are on that, Aaron. Well, certainly we, li we like to see companies that are able to, to generate this level of double-digit growth without increasing the debt significantly on their balance sheet. Yep. And like I said, a lot of the technology companies that we see that we like, that we've recommended in the past, they're actually net cash companies. Um, that's yep. actually fairly common in the technology space because it's such a knowledge-based business. It's not uh, highly capital intensive, like a lot of other industries like manufacturing or utilities or, or other industries where you would expect to see higher debt levels. So particularly in the technology, I mean, there are some industries certainly where four times a four times debt to EBITDA ratio would be uh, attractive. Um, yeah. But in the technology space, that seems high to me. I would need to do a deeper dive on the business, a real thorough analysis of the underlying business. But uh, generally speaking, when it comes to software, I think that we're looking at, at below two times debt, debt to EBITDA. And really, ideally, we want to see net cash, net cash yeah, situation. Mo most of the software companies that I can think of that are in our research right now have net cash or even significant net cash positions, right? So. Yeah, it is, it is a different balance sheet from most we're used to looking at in that segment. So now let's look at a company that has in the past, uh, I know, had a, a, a large net cash position. The company is our weekly star. From our Stars and Dogs segment, it's time for this week's Star. star. Global Scape Inc., symbol GSB on the New York Stock Exchange. Brennan? Thank you, Ryan. 
So again, Globalscape Inc, GSB on the New York Stock Exchange, currently trading at a price of around $13.04 US and has a market cap uh, of around $227 million. So the stock was up around 15% last week and up 192% year to date. So this year, very, very strong performance. So Globalscape Inc. provides secure information exchange capabilities for enterprises and consumers through the development and distribution of software, delivery of managed and host solution, hosted solutions, and provisioning of associated services. Uh, and their primary product is Enhanced File Transfer, or EFT, uh, for short. So what is driving the stock here? Two things in my analysis are driving the stock, uh, which the first being some headline news boosting optimism around the company, and the second being the company's healthy quarter three 2019 financial results. So to address the first one, uh, the headline news, on November 18th, 2019, the company announced the establishment of a $55 million uh, credit facility with JP Morgan and East West Bank. And in conjunction with this news release, Globalscape's board of directors authorized and declared a special cash dividend of $3.35 per share and a repurchase program of up to $5 million of the company's outstanding shares. So it's nice to see that, uh, you know, they're returning some value back to shareholders here. So now for the second one here, uh, looking at the company's financial results, uh, this is for Q3 2019, revenue increased around 12.8% to 10.1 million compared to the same quarter last year. Adjusted EBITDA increased 160% to 5.2 million compared to the same quarter last year. And fully diluted earnings per share increased a whole 280% to 19 cents per share compared to just 5 cents per share for Q3 of 2018. Now, uh, like Ryan said earlier, the company does have a net cash position uh, and no debt. So their net cash position net cash position is $13.4 million. Um, now looking at the company's guidance, looking forward, I wasn't able to, uh, to, to find any that management put out there. Um, but on a trailing 12 month basis, the company is trading at an enterprise value to EBITDA multiple of around 11 times, which does appear to value the company at a slight discount to the market. Uh, so that is attractive. Now, we like the cybersecurity space, and we do see potential in Globalscape, as it is an interesting company. Historically, Globalscape's revenue growth has been strong and consistent, while earnings have been uh, less consistent, uh, which is essentially what is holding us back uh, from getting us involved with the company at the moment. Uh, we will continue to monitor the stock and see how the company utilizes its new debt facility uh, going forward. But yeah, it's definitely a, an interesting name. So overall, the recent positive news and financial results have allowed the company to claim our coveted status of star of the week. Yeah, it's an interesting company we have uh, covered. And in the past, uh, we always liked its balance sheet and the business that they were in. Uh, they had some governance issues several years ago, which uh, made us go to the sidelines on the company. But they've certainly come out of that and performed well. And the balance sheet continues to look good here. They do return capital to shareholders. There have been some you know, takeover bids in the past for this business. 
Um, I think it is a relatively attractive business. I think it's trading at you know fair value right now in that range. Um, we like you know at twelve point eight percent revenue growth, it's decent, but I'd like to see a little bit higher revenue growth there. The adjusted earnings figures were up significantly. But uh, we'd like to see a little bit more revenue growth on the business. Uh, they may be looking at acquisitions with that new debt facility. So we could see uh, some acquisitions in this business future, and we'll continue to monitor it going forward. So I think that's going to conclude our show for this week. Um, I'd like to thank everybody for sending in their questions for a Your Stock, Our Take segment. Keep sending those in, and we'll keep endeavoring to answer those on a weekly basis. Again, I'll thank Aaron and Brennan for co-hosting with me this week. I'd like to wish all of our clients out there and all of our listeners profitable investing. Thank you. Profitable investing. Thank you.